You're listening to Good Morning, the podcast talking all things grief with honesty and humor. Welcome back to the Good Morning podcast. We are your hosts, Sal and Im, and we are back in your ears today with our community, can't even speak this morning, without, <laughs> let me try that again, with our community-driven Grief Tip Tuesday segment where we share griefy tips and advice by you all, for you all, and this is our last season of the year. No, episode. What's wrong with me today? <laughs> it's that end of it year. It is our like, last season of the year, but it's also our last episode. You know what? It's that like, you know, when you're just like getting towards the end of the year and you're like, oh my God. your brain is like, nah, sorry, I'm I'm on leave now. See ya. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sipping bin tangs in Bali already, I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> I actually can't believe that this is our last Grief Tip Tuesday episode of the year. It has been a huge year. Mainly because, if you haven't already heard, guys, we wrote a bloody book. Everyone's probably heard by now because I think we're going to be banging on about this for a while. We are (laughs) super excited. Um, It's called Good Morning, Honest Conversations About Grief and Loss, and it's being published by Murdoch Books on February 28th, 2023. 2023 and guys we've been trying to keep this a secret all year but now we can finally talk about it and you know it's the grief book that we personally have always wanted we've taken all elements of grief and everything that it combines um you know grief the grief face the anxiety exhaustion the brain fog yeah we explore like all elements of grief and we guide you through um every kind of every sort of part of grief and it's basically a survival guide isn't it Im? and it yeah. combines like our lived experiences with expert advice it's got tips and tools as well as stories from other grievers and also tips for those supporting so yeah it's for everyone like no matter where you are at in your loss whether you're one month or 11 years and you guys are at the absolute heart of it like when yes. Sam and I had this opportunity we sat down she came up to mine for the weekend and we're like right what what are we going to put in this book? And we just listen to you guys, our community, and what you guys talk about every single day in the comments, you know, the elements of grief that aren't being acknowledged and the loneliness and all of the things that can come with it. We're like, we need to put all of that in this book. Yeah, absolutely. And should we tell listeners about when we were supposed to do the outline and delivered like half of the workout for the oh book? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> please. The style. process has been so interesting also. I feel like we should do a whole episode on like the process of us writing a book together. It's been hilarious. But yes, tell us about this. <laughs> Oh, when we first like were starting like to to write the book and we were like, yes, okay. So we need to figure out like what the table of contents is going to be. But then like we basically like did like each chapter structure and like we sent it through to the publisher. She was like, oh, I thought you guys were going to be sending me just an outline, but you've sent me half the workout. <laughs> yeah, thanks as hell. Yeah. So anyway, there's <laughs> been like- <laughs> so carried away. There's so much that we wanted to say though. Like so much that we wanted to say. But anyway, like... back to the point, guys, this book is basically a no holds barred grief support group in book form to help comfort, inform and guide you no matter where you're at in your journey. And we'll add the pre-order link into the show notes because if you want to treat yourself to a little griefy Christmas gift, then this is it. And we would so appreciate your support because basically if you pre-order it, you get it on your Kindle or through your letterbox at the day that it's released. And it means a lot to new authors as well for pre-orders. So it's super important. If you love our podcast, it would mean the world to us if you pre-ordered our book. So guys, enough about us and our book, which you'll hear about a lot. Um, What are we talking about today? 
Okay, today, this is a really highly requested topic. And we've had a lot of you DM us on Instagram saying, Got, like how I don't know how I'm going to get through the festive season. Are you doing a, a podcast episode on this? So we have listened to you guys. We know Christmas is such a tough time. The holiday season when you're grieving is just, it's really hard. So today we're going to be sharing your experiences and tips on how to cope with Christmas and the holiday season. The not so festive, festive season. The not so festive, yeah. festive season, indeed. What, what helps you get through it, Sal? turning my phone off for a week and not leaving the house um so just just a regular week then no (laughs) (laughs) um you know what christmas has always been hard for me um since mum died because her funeral was like a week before christmas and she died like a month before christmas so it just kind of remind it i have her anniversary and then i have the funeral and then it's like Christmas you know so it's just a big reminder of her absence so what has helped me in the past is limiting social media use because I think sometimes you know you see all these like happy you know festive all the big families. family Christmas photos yeah no and it's just no, like a punch in the gut isn't it and absolutely we, we say it with like Mother's Day Father's Day all these milestones I personally find limiting social media use around this time really helps me not feel the pain um, you know, yeah. I mean, I still feel the pain, of course, but um, also last year, and I'm doing it again this year, I volunteered um, on Christmas Day for- Oh, you're doing it again. Doing it oh, again. I love this for you. Yeah. So like, okay. I don't, we don't have kids. So, you know, I think Christmas is very much about kids, isn't it? And our families are obviously overseas. Um, so- what I've really found really helpful is volunteering. So at Christmas lunch for people in need, like homeless and disadvantaged people has really helped me kind of channel my energy a into something mum would have done, but also yeah. like, it just makes you think about like things that are bigger than your grief. If that makes sense, like yeah. bigger than you. Um, so yeah, so I'm doing that again. And I find that personally really helps me like doing good for others feels good. And it kind of gets you out of your griefy headspace. So if anyone else is at a bit of lo- a loose end this Christmas, yeah. maybe have a look to see if there's any like volunteering opportunities and and oh also my God. yeah like, what are you gonna say I was actually gonna say this is the first year that I actually feel festive though like the last couple of years I've just been like I don't give a shit whatever like Christmas can just like literally just pass me by I'm really <laughs> not first. yeah and this year the Grinch the old Grinch the good morning Grinch um <laughs> like I've just been like it just makes I just yeah like I just feel ooh. um but yeah. this year like we, our Christmas tree is up I have been like I've bought a fucking gingerbread making have set. you got matching like Christmas pajamas and not quite. then you know like you're you're really there yeah you're, you're over your grief at that yeah. point <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite there but you know I'm feeling like I've been a bit more in the festive spirit and I've been feeling like a yeah. bit more like oh yeah maybe I'll engage with Christmas this year <laughs> like a bit of Michael Bublé on oh, or Mike Harry. oh yes we have played yeah. that oh my god lol what um, about I you was, I was gonna say before when you're talking about like you know giving back and doing something your mum would do um, for Christmas I was going through my phone last night and I came across a screenshot of like your mum's last message to you and I'd fully forgotten about that I know we touched on it in like another episode but I read it again I'm like holy shit like you really are fulfilling your mum's last final wish um, I was going to send it to you last night, but I knew your phone would be off because it was late and you, you, your boundaries. So I was respecting your boundaries. That's nice. Um, but I just, yeah, I just, it just warmed my heart so much. I'm like, you've literally fulfilled her wish. Do you want to read it out to like listeners who are new or might not have heard this? So my mum yeah. died suddenly 
uh, from a seizure and I have this message that she sent me via WhatsApp uh, the night before she died. So she died in the morning. This is the last ever thing that I received from her. And it's very poignant, isn't it? So poignant. So she sent you a, it was an article in the Guardian um, about a, the plumber, hairdresser and the beautician who work for free. So I used to be a hairdresser. The context. <laughs> so it says, Dearest Sarah, so also Sarah is Sally, that don't get confused. Don't it's my real name. Them. Just, yeah, you're going to be like, who, what the fuck? Who is this person? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Get yeah. to the fucking point of this episode. Shut up. No. Okay, no, this is really beautiful though. So she said, I hope your chest and throat are no worse, though I fear they will be no better during the smoke clouds. I hope you, Ant and the dogs are managing to stay inside as much as possible. Speak to you tomorrow morning. When I remember how happy you seemed while hairdressing, I just love the thought of you finding ultimate fulfillment again through the energy and satisfaction that constantly meeting and cutting for new clients who can also become new friends can bring. In addition, I can long-term envisage you with your good-heartedness wanting to help people in a similar way to the hairdresser in the attached story below. My fantasy for you, forgive me, I'm being self-indulgent all my love. Mom. Oh, oh I my know. God, I'm it's such a oh, it I'm... gives me chills. Like I've got chills. <sighs> Sorry, it's... you weren't expecting this. I've just no. got this on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really grateful that I have that message from her. And I oh. do feel like we're doing that work through good morning, you know, yeah. helping others. Um and and being able to do things like helping people at Christmas, like being involved in this Christmas lunch, I yeah, feel like it's doing channeling. All your mom's wishes. Yeah, so that helps. That really, and thank you, in for reading that because that's a, I, you know, I love hearing those those words, and it's really lovely to hear them come from someone else. Um, and what an yeah. incredible final message! Like that's not a normal just message you send someone when you're going to speak to them in the morning. You know what I mean? It's so meaningful and deep, and yeah, and oh, it's weird because it's kind of like I feel like we were talking about this with Laura Lynn Jackson, guys. If you yes. haven't listened to our episode with Laura Lynn Jackson, we we spoke to her about that message, and she sort of said yeah. it's almost like you don't know you're going to pass, but almost you kind of do I don't know it feels like yeah. a sort of weird message doesn't it like it's like yes like she didn't obviously know she was gonna die it's like a final wish for you it's like yeah. before I go I this is what I want for you in your life yeah anyway like, guys we've gone oh, right okay, off yeah. piece, <laughs> as we always do just like let's get back to I know you guys like probably like come on guys we just want to know how to get the fuck through Christmas <laughs> not about your bloody mum's final message oh my god um, <laughs> <laughs> so im what yeah. helps you get through oh Christmas? god well lots of cries no um actually like you i'm feeling a little bit festive too not gonna lie like it's, it feels different i that heaviness like it's it's lighter and it's not as i'm not dreading like christmas as much you know i'm just really trying to be in the present moment and focus and make it kind of all about layla and spending time with people that fill my cup up. And um, I put the Christmas tree up yesterday and it was all right. Like I remember even like thinking about putting the Christmas tree up. It was just so painful. It was like, how could I put, put the Christmas tree up? I couldn't fucking put a Christmas tree up with my mum not here, you know, not that she was adding to Christmas, but it hurt a lot. So yeah, the, again, we talk about it all the time, but like grief changes, it evolves, it shifts and how you, if you're deep in the thick of the pain, like us, like we were with like, can't even look at a Christmas tree, fuck off with your festiveness. Um, it will change. 
it, it will does, change. It, 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 it may get easier. And, and mm. Im, I loved your, so you sent me a picture of your Christmas tree and I loved how okay. you paid tribute to your mum because it had lots of, like, you, your mum is a butterfly for you, isn't she? And you had loads yeah. of beautiful butterflies on it. And I think that's a really lovely reminder to anyone mm. listening that you can still honour them in ways, you know, you can still involve them in your Christmas if it feels right for you. Like you, so you've got butterflies all over we your don't, Christmas We tree. don't have stars on the top of our Christmas trees, do we, Sal? We have things that honour our mum. So I've got a giant silver butterfly where the star would be at the top of the tree and that's my mum. And yeah. Sal, tell us what you have. It's quite funny. Oh, so I have a little stuffed Miss Piggy toy. So <laughs> this is so random, but like, I don't know, I think maybe when I was younger, I was a bit theatrical and a bit of a diva. And my mum, yeah, jazz hands. My mum <laughs> always said that I reminded her of Miss Piggy. Try not to take it as an insult, but you know how Miss Piggy's a bit like wow. you know sassy. And so throughout <laughs> my life, I'd get like Miss Piggy birthday cards or like Miss Piggy pajamas, and like just there was a bit of a theme. Wow, um, I know, yeah. And then <laughs> and then Miss Piggy was my mum's angel. Like she was like, no, I don't want an angel. I'll just put this stuff Miss Piggy on top of the tree. So. Um, <laughs> So she always had Miss Piggy on top of the Christmas tree. And then when she passed away, I was like, well, I've got to take Miss Piggy back. So so now Miss Piggy is our angel on top of the Christmas tree and she always will be. So yeah, it's just a nice way to honour... A nice way to honour them. And Im, your mum didn't even have a Christmas tree, did she? No, mate. She had a twig. So she was very <laughs> artsy, my mum. And um, she had like a, a twig that we all decorated. So yeah, no mucking about there. Are you gonna have? A, <laughs> are you gonna do like a twig this year? No, I've done a full tree. And like my stepdad always says, he's like, I feel like you're overcompensating from your childhood <laughs> all the time, <laughs> like above and beyond, like this huge fucking tree with like a million lights. Um, I think we're gonna have to put a pic of our trees. What's at the top of our trees on our socials so you can see miss piggy and the, the butterfly definitely so i'll do that when this episode goes to air and yeah enough about us and our trees and our grief <laughs> enough about twigs and pigs let's get into twigs. it so yeah. im who's who who are we hearing from today Okay, so first up, we've got Faye Logan, and she says, my dad passed away on Boxing Day, so I need all the help I can get. We are so sorry, Faye, and we hope this episode helps you. Christy Louise says, it's my first Xmas without my sister, and I'm dreading it. Beck Daisy Hewitt says, I love Christmas, but not sure what it will be like this year. So I'm hoping this episode will give me some ideas and Thebu Thebu says, it's my first Christmas without my husband and I'm so scared. I can't wait to hear the responses. We are just sending you so much love and strength. And yeah, we, we really, really hope that you take um, something away from this episode. And yeah, sending you so much love. Um, we've got some wise words from Lauren J. Aitken here who says, just do your best and show up. Even if you're griefy, you've got this. Yes, Lauren, love that. Um, Shells Schmidt says, it's my first Christmas without her. I'm going to change my location. I hope it helps. Sometimes a good shakeup of your lo location can really help. Like if you're somewhere that really reminds you of the person, sometimes that, that can be really hard. So yeah, we hope that helps you, Shells. And Ryan Dixon 96 says, I went away for the first Christmas after my partner died and I'm doing the same this year. So yeah, like we just said, sometimes it can help to change up the scenery a bit. Um, yeah, it really can. Because I think like when you're like, oh, you know, grieving and all you've got is just constant reminders of your person like everywhere, like 
it makes it even harder. So I think even if it's just going to somebody else's place or going on a little trip, like Ren Jag here has a similar tip. She said what's really helped her is taking her family on trips and creating new Christmas traditions and experiences. Um, And Mick says, I lost my dad in March and my grandpa in August, and this will be my first Christmas in 23 years without them. Um, And I'm absolutely dreading it. I used to love Christmas, but this year I'm really finding myself to be a bit of a Grinch. So my mum, myself and my fiancé are heading to Queensland for Christmas to be with family and to get away from where we currently are so we don't have to think about all the Christmases we had at home. Yeah. Good idea. Good bloody idea. I think change of scenery is, yeah, is, is, is really needed sometimes. And Bella says... We put all the focus on the kids and let the day be about them. Um, This is the best distraction from the empty seat where my brother should be. And we also do a big toast to my brother before we eat and we light a candle in his honour that burns for the whole day. Beautiful. That's really beautiful, isn't it? We've heard from a few listeners that say they burn, they they light a candle at the start of the day and let it burn. And I think that's a really beautiful thing to do. Um, But she goes on to say here that, you know, it it does still hurt just so much. And Mm. we feel you, Bella. Um, And she says that, you know, I have fantasies about escaping for the whole day one year and just spending the day with my kids, my partner far, far away that has no memories so we can create new ones. So maybe we'll escape and have a white Christmas one year. I love this one. So Ali, AKA I'm grief says I hated the idea of avoiding the stores and all the stupid Christmas music that once put me in the spirit, but my mum is dead. And so is my spirit. And although I give myself a space to feel what is necessary this year, I wanted to get in the stores and redirect my grief. So I'm doing two things this year. One, I adopted a family in need and will get in the stores for them, something my mum would have done herself uh, with her years of community service. And number two, I have given my mum her own tree. I have a separate tree this year that I'm decorating for Christmas with all of the things that she loved and the butterflies. and Oh, my God. This is like, yeah, butterflies on the trees as well. Butterflies and symbols that remind me of her. The idea is one that actually makes me look forward to the holidays to honour her. I love this. Yes, this is exactly what we were talking about, right? Yes, I absolutely love this too. And having that, like, having them as part of your tree like honoring them and symbolizing them through the things that they loved I think that's an absolutely beautiful idea and also adopting a family in need it goes back to that like yeah people things that are bigger than you and your grief like I know obviously when we're grieving nothing feels bigger than us in our grief but like giving back to others like it is such a a way to sort of help help and also yeah. if it's something that yeah your loved one would have done then it's like you're, you're doing it with them and you're channeling them and absolutely love these Ali yeah And Katie says that she does at least one thing that reminds her of her person. So again, that's such a beautiful thing to do to honor them. And yeah, just like us with our twigs and pigs, (laughs) although I haven't got a twig. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's all about keeping them as part of the day as well. Like they don't have, you don't have to forget them. So Julie here says, buy something for your loved one who's gone or buy yourself something that they get you. And I really love that, you know, just because they're gone doesn't mean you can't still buy something for them or involve them in the day somehow. And Ruth Sconey says, we try and do things completely differently and make new memories, but it is oh so tough. And that's the thing. Like sometimes we're, you know, when we have like family sort of traditions, sometimes it's good to create new ones if it's too painful to be doing the things that you did with your loved one. So I think don't be afraid to like take a trip somewhere or create new memories. 
Sadi La has a tip here. She And this is, again, about doing something in their honour. She says that she's bought new Christmas decorations and dedicated them to her child who passed away. And that's a really lovely mm. thing to do as well. Like, don't be afraid to do something new and, um, you know, create something new to honour them. And we've got another listener who is doing something to include their loved one in the day here. Pino Agata says that the first year after her mum died, she set a place for her at the table as if she was still there. Oh, that is really lovely. Yeah. And I love this one. Jules Ross, we're back with the handles. You know, it's not, it's not the easiest thing trying to read out these handles sometimes. Jules Rossier 66 says, last Christmas, the first since losing my son to suicide, my partner brought me some Beats in ear headphones to drown out the Christmas music in shops with my own choice of music. It helps so much. What an amazing partner. Such a good idea. And Jules, like, so, so sorry to hear that you lost your son to suicide as well. Like, I lost my mum to suicide. And I know the trauma that you will be experiencing now and sending Mm. you extra, extra love and strength to get through this time. And, yeah, just sending you lots of love. And Michelle Bashta says, my mum died two weeks before Christmas. The only way I cope is by accepting that it will never be the same. Hannah says, remember that you only do the first Christmas once. Be kind and gracious to each other. I love that reminder, Hannah. Mm. And Graston says, don't play into the occasion of Christmas as much if you don't feel up to it. Don't be afraid to remind people around you that it's a hard time of year for you. Yes. And I think that comes into like boundaries and like being Mm -hmm. honest and upfront with people. I think sometimes we feel like we need to put on a brave face and be like all festive for for other people. Mm. And actually don't be afraid to be like, this is a really hard time of year for me and I need to just take it easy on myself. Yeah. And and just, you know, prioritizing you and your needs. Defo, we love a bit of boundaries here at Good Morning. It's super important this time of year. And Bernie says that having a plan has helped ease her anxiety around the first Christmas without her mum. I think that's a really good idea, just knowing what you're going to be doing so you're not kind of like surprised and you know what to expect. Yeah. Um, yay, Jennifer says... Find joy in the small things and try to make new memories and traditions. And Pink Cloud Dreaming says, have a plan B for your plan A. Love that. Love that. Because sometimes you might make plans and then you're like, actually, you know, I'm a grief bomb hits or yeah. Like, so I think that's a really good, a really good point there. Um, Jaron Alpen is straight to the point with this one. I love it. They say, (laughs) just pretend it isn't Christmas. I mean, you could absolutely do that as well, guys. Like here we, you know. You could just do that. You could be like, you know what, like, whatever. And oh Lorelei- God, you're, at the, you're at the shops and someone's like, Merry Christmas. You're like, what? What, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's just fucking Saturday. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it, Jaren. Love it. And Laurelie agrees. She says, I totally ignore it and treat it like any other day. Not having family helps though. And Bethany says, I allow myself to choose whether I celebrate it or not. Take one day at a time. And Rarin has some similar advice here. She says, it's okay to be alone if you want to. And I think sometimes we can feel like we need to, you know, be around others or kind Mm. of, you know, get into the spirit. But actually, guys, if you're not vibing it this year, it's absolutely okay to just ignore it. There'll be another one next year. So Yeah, it's not going anywhere, is it? Yeah. Karen says, last year we tried to ignore Christmas, but with three kids, it's hard. So just do the bare minimum you need to to get through it. Wise words, Karen. And Charlotte Sinclair says, say no to extended family. We kept Christmas just to immediate family last year and it was what we needed 
And Wandering Star here says, try and spend it with people who get it. Unfortunately for me, this isn't my family. Oh, um, God. And Brianna says, my husband and I are going on vacation, just the two of us. So no family drama. And quitting a bit of a theme here. I know, yeah. Drama. Um, I think, yeah, like if you are, if you do have like, family who trigger you or there's always drama or it's just like difficult dynamics then yeah maybe removing yourself from those situations especially if you know it's going to be a tough year for you is not a bad idea is it no and everyone's grieving differently too so family dynamics shift and change and this is something that we also discuss in our book which is hugely important like the shifts in family dynamics and the rifts that it can cause so big big topic that one I think Christmas is difficult as well because like everyone's got heightened emotions, probably going to have a few venos as well. And like, you know, it's like it can be a, a difficult day. And then yeah. if you're all grieving differently, it's it's a recipe for like, yeah, it's just a recipe for feeling extra griefy. Um, Queen Caribou here says, I'm hoping to make it easier by staying away from my family and having a quiet day with my boyfriend. And this is a handle here. I'm going to try and... <laughs> The the stittiest soup snake um, says, have strong (laughs) boundaries with your family. Yeah. Um, A few of you have said that same thing. I think it's so important. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like avoid the drama. Avoid the drama. Like don't be afraid to say no or just limit your time. Like, or limit who you socialize with or how long you socialize with them. I just think it's really important to put yourself first. And Caitlin says, the biggest thing that helps me cope with Christmas without my dad is doing things differently. My mom and I stopped or altered a lot of our holiday traditions because they're too hard without my dad, but the changes make it feel a little less weird that he's not here while still allowing us to celebrate. My dad loved the holidays and I always have too. It's hard not having him here, but knowing that we share, knowing that we share that makes me feel more connected to him. I'm carrying on some of our traditions with my partner now, and it feels like a way to keep him with me through the season. That's really lovely. And Crystal says, living overseas is tough while grieving, eh? I get all my in-laws involved and make Graham's favourite Christmas drink. They all know how much she meant to me and how much she's missed. They all cheer for her and share a little moment in her memory within the chaos of Christmas Day. That's really lovely. And I love the, yeah, the idea of toasting to them and, you know, keeping their memory alive in a a small but really meaningful way. And I know some people share, like, go around the table and share memories of the person that they... Um, that they're missing as well, which I think is an also really nice way to include them in the day. And what amazing in-laws does she have? So beautiful to hear that they all get included as well. Um, Mackie Moo says, don't be afraid to switch your traditions up. The holiday won't be the same without your loved one. So don't feel like you need to celebrate it in the same way that you would have before they passed. A ritual my family does on Christmas is we write a letter to my sister and then we have a fire and burn our letters and have the smoke carry our thoughts up and away we also make a donation to a charity in her memory oh my god I love this one and you know what this reminds me of something that my mum would do she had a, like a fire cauldron in her backyard <laughs> basically a low-key like witch um, but we would like burn letters and burn things we'd often do it on New Year's Eve and release it up so I absolutely love that you kind of taken that and put it into writing a letter to to your sister it's such a such a beautiful thing to do yeah that really is I love that maybe I'll maybe I'll do that this year yes try not to burn oh my, god, my apartment do you down up, when you come <laughs> over no come over and we'll do like a little fire 
no, not a little fire in my garden. <laughs> like we should get a little fire, like cauldron thing, and we can do that together. I feel like that would be super beautiful to do. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Okay, I'll save it. Okay. Uh, maybe we can do it New Year or come around yes. around New Year. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, back okay. to back to combo, guys. <laughs> um, this is our last one, actually, and this one is beautiful. And I think we can all take some inspiration from it, no matter the time of year. So Michelle says... My dad introduced me to working out for physical and mental health when I was young, and it was our thing we did together. We'd get up early and he'd work out with me before anyone else in the house woke up. And when he died, I I struggled with my grief so horribly. He was a cop and he was killed on duty. And the year following his death, I'd really lost my motivation to work out. But then I realized that fitness was something that I needed to do to be able to cope with my grief. So I decided to run 373 miles by his anniversary and the 373 miles were representative of his badge number so on his anniversary I ran the final mile with friends and colleagues and ended that mile at the location of his death it's helped me tremendously throughout the the first year to have a goal and something that I felt like I was doing in his honor now anytime I'm sad I go for a run referring back to a text from him that I still have saying if you're upset or bored and you can't find anything else to do go run and to be honest it's my saving grace so I guess my advice would be to think about what was important and meaningful to you both and do it and do it for them and do it for you in their honor oh I love that I absolutely uh, love that what a way to end this episode yeah so guys have a thing like it doesn't have to be anything big maybe it's like watching their favorite movie it doesn't have to be a Christmas movie or listening to their favorite music or doing an activity that you used to do together so for me like it's op shopping uh, that's for like thrifting or going to the charity shops, people in other countries, you know, it's doing something that you enjoyed together. Like Michelle is, it's running. Um, yeah. or oh my make- God, now I feel like now we're going to do that thing. Cause my mom totally was into like burning letters and stuff. So now I'm going to do that for her because that's what my mom would have done. Oh my yeah. God. I love this. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking away from this episode too, guys. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. why don't you like, oh yeah, after this episode, guys, just sit down and have a think. Like, what did you like doing together? It doesn't have to be Christmas themed. Is there a favorite like album of theirs or, or you know, movie or um, something that you love doing? Or maybe it's even like a meal that they loved or something that you can recreate as part of your Christmas Christmas day or as part of this this time of year that can bring you closer to them. And also, yeah, like we've discussed, if you don't feel like celebrating Christmas, let yourself off the hook. Like you don't have to celebrate Christmas for anyone. You can do what feels right for you. So if you're like, yeah. I just want to forget that it's Christmas. It's too hard. Just take yourself off social media for a few days. You don't have to conform. That's the thing. Like just yeah. do what's right for you. And just a little reminder, like coming from two previous Grinches, like the the spirit the festiveness it will suddenly appear again and you'll be like I never thought I'd feel this way again so yeah that's just a little reminder that if you don't feel it this year do not worry like it doesn't mean that you're going to feel like this forever as well so just yeah part, part Christmas for this year yeah <laughs> worry about it later and if you are feeling a bit more festive and you're like yeah okay I feel like I'm getting there but I'm still grieving hard but I'm like you know yeah. I'm, I'm 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 able to embrace Christmas and yeah like do something to honor them and also just know there's a community of millions of other people who are going through this around the world like we are all here with you it is it is a hard time of year so just listen to this episode and just know that you are not alone and guys before we go 
don't forget that you can pre-order our book via the link in our show notes or via our Instagram bio so that you can get it the very day it comes out on February 28th next year. Guys, thank you all so much for your support uh, of Good Morning this past year. You all help us more than you'll ever know. And we are sending you so much love for Christmas and the holiday season. And we are with you. And we hope that this episode really helps. Don't forget, we also have our private Facebook support group called Good Morning Grief Support Group. If you are needing to connect with some other grievers over this holiday season or even just sharing, you know, memories and pictures of your loved ones, we love seeing them pop up in our group. So go and check that out. And we're thinking of you all, sending you all lots of love and have a merry or not so merry Christmas. It's up to you. Thanks, guys. Take care, everyone. 